You're listening to Combo Breaker, a one-two punch of enthusiasm. Each week, I present a tiny interruption to share something that I'm digging on. I'm your host, Cole, and you can check out OKRetro.Zone to stay on top of new podcasts, videos, and more. So, here we go! This week, I wanted to talk about the original Nintendo Game Boy. Tomorrow, July 31st, is the 30th anniversary. Crazy, right? It was Nintendo's second handheld console and the Game Boy's first iteration in the whole Game Boy lineup. Developed after the Game & Watch handheld, Nintendo gave us the Game Boy, an 8-bit handheld featuring a green dot matrix screen, a D-pad, an A and B button, start and select, and a dial for volume, and a dial for the contrast on the dot matrix screen. The Game Boy also used cartridges for its games. The original color palette was a gray body for the Game Boy, maroon A and B buttons, and a black D-pad with blue print on the enclosure that tells you it's a Nintendo Game Boy. And of course, our green dot matrix display that had a darker gray frame around it. At launch, you could get the Game Boy on its own or bundled with the Super Mario Land or Tetris games. What is crazy is the Game Boy launched with what you could argue was an out-of-date technology with like NES-style graphics, especially if you compare it to its contemporaries like Sega's Game Gear, which was released in 1991. And let's not forget the Atari Lynx and the Turbo Express, which were both 16-bit handhelds. The Turbo Express was basically a portable Turbo Graphics, which was super cool. But the Game Boy thrived over the competition due to its durability, battery life, and of course its cost. The Game Boy started at $89, where the competition lived around $149 or $249 for just the console. All that considered makes the Game Boy a very approachable and economical game system. As I was doing research for this recording, I was taken back by the lifespan of the Game Boy. It stayed in production from 1989 until it was discontinued in March 2003. During that time, the Game Boy received a few revisions, the first being the Play It Loud series that was released in 1995, which featured that gorgeous transparent Game Boy. Um, I have the green one in the series, but there's black and yellow and red, and I believe the white and blue versions are the, the most rare of them all. Um, In 1996, Nintendo released the Game Boy Pocket. This device was smaller, lighter than its uh, bigger original. The biggest change was that the display was changed to a black and white display instead of staying that green goo color that gives me like some Ninja Turtle vibes. About a year later from that, various colors were released for the Game Boy Pocket and the addition of a power LED uh, light that would tell you that the device was on, which is a weird omission in the original release of the Game Boy Pocket. In 1998, Japan got the Game Boy Light that featured a dim backlight. North America wasn't invited to that party, but that same year, Japan and North America got the Game Boy Color, which continued support for the original Game Boy cartridges, followed by the Game Boy Advance, which was the first like real significant hardware overhaul for the console, and followed by the Game Boy Advance SP and the Micro, carrying that Game Boy family lifespan until 2008. So, I'm 30, and the Game Boy turns 30 tomorrow, so I guess I've been thinking a lot about the whole, how the hell did I end up here? But I have a lot of love for games and other entertainment media. The Game Boy was my first gaming experience, at least personally. I'm sure I've seen people play games, but this was my first console of my own. I got mine in 1995 with a copy of Donkey Kong Land, and soon after that I got my copy of Super Mario Land. First off, hell yeah, those are two legit first games, but also super weird if you consider those the entry points into those two franchises. 
but I got my Game Boy for Christmas of 1996. I remember my grandma got it for me, and I was wearing a sweet Power Rangers pajama ensemble. Um, and I remember curling up in my grandpa's chair, huddled under the light, and I can move Donkey Kong through those first few levels. I most certainly owe my gaming enthusiasm to the Game Boy. Just think about it. It was released in 1989 at a lower price point than any other console, which made gaming even more accessible. I mean, with the pack-in of potential Super Mario Land or Tetris, I feel like it was Nintendo's move to be like, yes, come, come play with us. And yeah, hell yeah I did. Being a small child, the Game Boy was the perfect entry point because I can even take it with me on the go or, you know, for my ever-growing busy life as a, as a, what are, what are you after a toddler? Just a kid? I don't know. It was great entertainment for when the family went out to dinner or riding in the car. And if we think about it, the Game Boy and its games, they were good. I mean, sure, not, not all of them, but you have Pokemon Red and Blue made its debut, Link's Awakening, Metroid 2, you got some Castlevania games, Mega Man, Kirby's Dreamland. Oh my gosh, and then you have the Wario Land series? Come on, like, what's up? But if we think about these franchises, they often had releases on other consoles. So for me, having Donkey Kong Land, and I would go visit a friend's place, and they had a Super Nintendo with Donkey Kong Country, I can just jump in. Granted, I know what happens after Donkey Kong Country because of how Land fits into that whole thing, but I know the context, I know the characters, and I already know how to play. I have such nostalgia for this era of games, and it's not limited to the Game Boy. I actually didn't even get my own Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis until 2013, but I still have so many memories attached to them from before. But the gaming vernacular was still in my life because of the Game Boy, and I'd be curious to see how many hours I actually put in on that bad boy. It was such an enabler. But I think it was because of the proximity to other games though, through franchises and similar gameplay that have just imprinted my mind with those other contemporary games of the time. I remember I had a friend who did not have a Game Boy, but had a Sega Game Gear, and I just remember being like, what? Why? How? What? He also had a Genesis, which in hindsight, I think he was my only friend that lived in a legit Sega household, which is cool. But every time we hung out, we would trade handhelds and cheer each other on, which is dope. That's what games are about, right? So I'd like to celebrate the Nintendo Game Boy, and how it has not only influenced me in my gaming life, and how its limited technology brought so many of us so many great games, and honestly, it influenced gaming and media all over. I collect Game Boys now. I'm not saying it's a problem, but darn you, Game Boy. Uh, but happy 30th, and thank you for letting us take some great games on the go. Thank you for listening to Combo Breaker for a one-two punch of enthusiasm. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast, and if you did, I hope you share it with a friend. And if you want to share something you're digging on, shoot an email over to weareokretro at gmail.com with Combo Breaker in the subject line. And follow me on the social medias at weareokretro to see new stuff that's coming out and what I'm up to. I hope you all have a fantastic week. Until next time. Combo Breaker!